It's good to see you guys. Um, you've been able to look at the tape from Saturday, a lot of good. Uh, there, there's a fair amount of correction, though. I think I, I can look at perimeter blocking and execution on offense and um, on defense, doing your 111th, not going outside of uh, a job assignment. Probably too many busts on that, on that side of the ball. I think special teams really working hard to get um, um, big plays in the return game. I think that is something that uh, can be and should be a, um, a big part of our game. But, you know, really outside of those things, just so many positives. Really proud of the team, proud of the coaches. You know, I think coming off the bye, working to get into a rhythm of practice where guys are really intentional about bringing their best day in and day out. And I think, you know, we always look for um, really exceptional things, and it's really doing the unexceptional in an exceptional way, you know, every day, day by day. And uh, to get back in the groove of that, I think, was really what led to uh, to Saturday. And so, you know, uh, got another great opponent coming up. You know, heard the news like you guys did yesterday with uh, with Coach Patterson. And my heart breaks for him. You know, I, I can remember coming up as a young coach and uh, finding – kind of bootleg videos of Coach Patterson putting in a defense. And, um, you know, there's like a five-tape series somehow that was filmed, and I've got two tapes, and I'm trying to find, like, where the other tapes are at. And, you know, um, I had my um, Hotmail account and trying to find people that have this and have that and what is this coverage that he's talking about. And, um, you know, I can remember when after the Rose Bowl game when Coach Glasgow was talking about the defense and it's – there's like a, it's like a Nike. It's like something you have to pay money to get into. And so I didn't have any money to find asking my mom for money so that I can pay, so I can listen to coach talk about their defense. And so it's just, uh, you know, a lot of memories of learning ball and learning teaching methods and, you know, what to do and what not to do. And, and, um, and so it's, it's a sad day. I think as a coach, you know, you don't ever want to see it. You know, it's part of it. Um, I think it always reminds you of when you're grown people and you're really kind of pouring into to, um, the, um, you know, becoming a better version of yourself. And then you have to measure that versus, you know, being a performer. You know, I think the reality sets in. It's difficult to accept still. Uh, with that, take any questions you guys got. Coach Dave, yeah. first, you know, how, would you, how would you expect TCU to react coming into Saturday? I think they're going to be very motivated. I think there's a rivalry to start. I think, um, you know, they're, um, you know, I think they will, their pieces are there. The talent is there. And watching the tape, it's been a little off here, a little off there. You should be talking about doing 111th. You know, there's there's eight, eight guys, nine guys doing this, and then the two guys are not, and whatever it is, and then they get hit. There's things like that that show on tape, and, um, you know, it's not a um, – it is not something that is um, hard to diagnose. I think they're really close. And so I think um, for them to have a spark, for them to rally, which I would anticipate they're going to do, uh, makes it that tougher of a game. Coach, when you're that first team to play an interim coach and you don't have any tape with him being the head coach, is there any sort of wild card factor to that or do teams usually look – kind of similar because it's such a quick change? It's a good question. I think, you know, um, it'll be a different a different play caller, though he's called it before. I think there's going to be a fair amount of similar um, similar things on that side of it. 
you know, I think offensively, I think there there is a, a pretty strong history of an attack there, a lot of deep roots, and so we're going to go off of that. But I think any time there is that change, you want to leave open the ability to adjust and so to give yourself uh, a way out or a curveball or a change up to uh, kind of what their their main their main stuff is. Dave, uh, the other day, a lot of your pass breakups. Seemed like they were a game of inches. Mm-hmm. The ball in the air, and guy, you know, makes a mm-hmm. play at the last minute. Mm-hmm. How much of that is technique that you guys have coached to work on in practice, and how much of that is just athletes being athletes and making plays? I think a lot of it is is athletes. Um, I think we've got guys that have got great uh, instinct and um, great ball skills. You know, I think our the last two years, just speaking for me, but you go back previous to that in terms of. Um, you know, interceptions and um, deflections and batted balls and all that, I think, are way strong. You know, whether you're talking the line scrimmage or you're talking in the back end like this right here. But, you know, there is a knack for playing the ball uh, here at Baylor. And so we're, we're fortunate. Um, I'm fortunate to be a part of it. And, you know, I think defensively we do make a point of it and we coach it, but I think it's a lot of it's there. And so, you know, coupled on top of um, – or added to would be the, the the zone coverages that we play. So very, very predominantly zone. And a lot of vision and stressed, and that's really kind of where we're coming from to start with. And I think you go back to last year, probably a little bit more bracket, maybe a little bit more tighter coverage at times. This this year, much more zone. And so it, it, it aids in uh, making pl- making plays on the ball down the field. Dave, uh, two early interceptions for Gary on Saturday. Did the Texas defense throw you something different early? There was... Um, uh, on our slot sets, there was a pause coverage to the twin side. So slot would be like a nub, so it would be like one tight end or a wing tight end with another tight end over there, like a wing, and then all the receivers on the other side, so tight ends on this side, receivers on that side. So two of those receivers' side, the corner and the safety, both key the number two receiver over there. If he ran an out, the corner hardened his feet, and the safety went over the top of one. That's not something they had really shown. That was a – um, opponent scout, that was a bye week, that was that. And so I think there was a few uh, plays that were kind of bang, bang plays. And um, I think that that um, that probably got into um, got into um, um, Gary's thought process. And I think the other piece, too, would be um, some of the drop eight that we were seeing with, you know, we run like a three-go where number one receivers, if they win routes, they're Taking the top off, if guys are on top, they 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 kind of sit it down, and then your RJ, you know, in the slot has a middle read. If there's a post safety, we'll take it under. If the the middle field's open, he'll he'll work towards the middle of the field. And um, they were getting a lot of depth with their drop eight and getting underneath. And so really, the 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 way that they were taking away windows, which has been a big facet of our throwing game, I think uh, got in his thought process too. Really, really, um, you know, I think. Um, very um, good to see Gary, Sean, Jeff all take that in stride, all say, hey, this is what happened. This is why it happened. Here's what we can do better, um, you know, technique-wise. Here's what we can do better play call-wise, formation-wise. It was just the facts, man, you know. And so I think from that, from that, with that approach, we were able to get – by all the emotion and the feeling this and feeling that to get to the, the antidote. And it was good that we did it.
announcers on Saturday described your team as humble with an edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that phrase? Do you like it? Yeah, yeah. I think you know. I think it's been. Um, we've got. I think it has been a work in progress. I think for for our players to let their play do the talking, for um, for our players to. Um, um, to work as a team and to, um, you know, if things aren't coming to me or if things aren't working my way, right, here's how I can help it, my teammates and here's how I can be an asset to this team victory. Um, you know, those are all things that I think have been kind of a work in progress, and I think we're still working towards that. I think one of the, one of the things that gets in the way of that or one of the things that forces us to get in our own way is being on the road in a hostile environment. And so, you know, I think that's the next step for us for sure. Um, last time out did not play up the standard. And so I think um, for this team to continue to grow and to be on that type of approach, you know, daily, I think is what's been the difference. Is there anything you learned from the OSU game and that atmosphere that now knowing you're going into probably another hostile situation that you're focusing on this week? Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's individual guys. I think, you know, pros- you know um, I think focusing on um, a daily process so that the, we get the best out of, for example, today, Tell the Truth Monday. Let's make this be the best Tell the Truth Monday we can. And then once we get into, you know, uh, Competition Tuesday and Turnover Wednesday and all of it, you know, the, the uh, addition of sound, probably louder and more focused on the offense would be one. But I think, you know, it's deeper than that, though. I think it's more our individual players, guys that can be affected. You know, pressure creates abnormal behavior. And so guys that have been to a spot, knows, know, you, know, you know what it feels like. Um, maybe you know how you get there, right? The awareness of being there and, you know, something just um, the ability to kind of snap out of it and get back out of it. And then, you know, teammates, they can see guys that can, you know, we're losing them for a second. Let's bring them back. Let's get them back. And I think, you know, um, when there's pressure and stuff, you tighten up. Maybe some guys do. Maybe with pressure, certain guys try to make every play. Maybe with pressure, guys uh, start try- focusing on stuff that they can't control. You know, outside of maybe just their lane, they're focused on, you know, lanes that are on the outside of it all. And so each guy's different. And so they've been through that space and they know, you know, kind of where they fit in that. So I think the awareness is way strong. And I think for us as coaches, uh, finally, the ability to really keep it simple. And to do simple better um, allows guys to focus on that inside battle as well as the outside one. Uh, kind of on that note, being in the DFW area, what kind of opportunity is this for Baylor fans to show up and support you guys in an away environment? It'd be great. I think, you know, we've, um, you know, I, I know what that feels like, you know, from just past, past history when you, when, you know, when, you get to, when you get to where you want to be. And it takes a lot of work to do it. And I think, you know, um, being on teams in the past that, um, you know, um, was fortunate to be there and to um, to enjoy the heavy lifting of those that have come before. And so when you're on certain teams like that and you're on the road, I mean, you travel, you know, and and you've got your contingent and they're loud and they back you up and, you know, you feel like uh, you feel like you've got reinforcements. And so I think any time that you can build or work towards that ideal, you know, be good for us. Your first season here last year, mm-hmm. did you grasp pretty quickly how intense this rivalry is? Yes. Yeah. You know, I think from, you know, I look, I look at last year really uh, going into the game and then right after the game, the TCU coaches struck me as 
just football junkies, football guys. And they're very smart in their attack. Um, you know, they get it. They had us figured out. Um, they, um, they were a step ahead they, uh, of me, you know. And they had, they, I thought they had a really good plan. And you could tell this, you could, you could feel it on the field, but you could see it on the tape of stuff was worked out. It was thought through. And so I was very impressed by them. And then, you know, player-wise, you could feel that energy too. Um, and so, you know, to go to their place um, with, you know, the, you know, what's just transpired and just the whole environment there, I know, will be, um, will be different. Coach, in this landscape where it seems like you have to face a quote-unquote dual-threat quarterback every week, what still allows Max Duggan to be unique and stand out in the way that he is able to run? Yeah, he has um, a sense. He's a football player. And so, you know, he's hooked up right in terms of reading coverages in terms of uh, feeling pressure in the pocket, in terms of his instinct to move around in the pocket and then either take the grass or um, work the scramble drill. He's pretty good at it, you know? And I think, you know, there is a grittiness and uh, a toughness that I know bleeds into their team that I think is the main piece that you see. And so very impressed by him. Dave, uh, with a lot of high-caliber recruits in Waco on Saturday, did the atmosphere and then obviously the game went well for you guys? What did that show those high schoolers who were in attendance? Yeah, it was really good to have them. You know, um, I was able to, at the end, you know, spend some time with some folks and parents and that. And so, um, you know, they had, they they had mentioned just their how they were, uh, you know, accepted here, how they were seen here and valued here. And I think, you know, that's the, the, the goal and the ideal coming in is that, you know, the, to see the person and to, um, you know, outside of coaches and players and all that, right, it's people, you know, and knowing kind of their story and, um, um, and really spending time with the, the, um, the recruit and their families. I think that's something that you feel, and I think you know, especially nowadays, we're just talking, just recruiting in general, just with, just all of the, um, whether it's NIL or just you know social media and all of it, I think all, all that all has its place. But I think um, connection, being seen, being heard, being valued, right, and and then just family, I think that's that's stronger, and I feel like you know Baylor football and Baylor athletics and. Um, Baylor University put that on display. Dave, as good as Jalen was last year, Petrie, is he playing at a different level maybe this year? He he has, um, I think he has a more collected um, um, sense about him. I think um, I think he's able to pace himself throughout the week more. I think he has a, a good feel for the rhythm of what we're asking for. You know, I think um, Jalen. Jalen has a fire burning inside of him. And so I think, you know, with guys like that, you know, it's the ability to kind of control that. And, you know, I think he's doing that now. And so when it is, um, you know, be here now mindset and practice is, is coming up, he's able to, um, you know, ignite. And I think the same for games and the same for big-time moments. I think the other piece of growth for him has been leadership. I think it's been... Some you know, so he he came from scrapping, fighting, right? Hey, see me, I'm here. Don't forget about me. You know, look at me, 
And so having, I know what that is like. And so to fight that way and to grind like that, and then, um, you know, almost immediately, you know, be, be looked at as a leader and be looked at as, uh, Hey, I, you know, coming for me, you know, Hey, let's help with the, the leadership of this team. Um, I think it's, it speaks very highly of him to take on that, um, uh, take on that description and own it and grow into it. And so proud, proud of, uh, of Jalen, I think, you know, on the field, off the field, we're blessed to have him. Joey McGuire's name keeps coming up with these coaching vacancies. Mm-hmm. How do you keep that from becoming a distraction? And what do you think he could bring to a team when his chance uh, finally arrives? Yeah, I'm really impressed with Joey, and have been since I've um, you know since I've known him. I, I first met Joey. I think I was at Dallas Cowboys visiting um, Rod Marinelli, and Rod was the DC at the Cowboys at the time. Was a Cal Lutheran graduate where I went to school. And um, as a Calu, or I was at uh, LSU at the time, so I was stopping by for a morning, and, um, you know, Joey was there. And so I was able to kind of see him in, you know, throughout hallways and stuff there. And I think we ate lunch together um, and just was way impressed with him. And, you know, I thought for a, a minute, like, he worked there because he was the way he's talking to everybody there. And so, uh, I mean, you could see all that right away. And so just being here with him and just – his ability to help uh, with our team and with recruiting and with the high school coaches in the state is a great value. And, you know, I'm, I'm way supportive of Joey. Dave, uh, it's November 1st, and you guys are right in the thick of the Big 12 championship race. Is that something you throw out there to the team and talk about at all, or is that just taboo? Yeah, no, I think it's um, – Getting into a rhythm, I think it's winning the day. You know, I think you know, I think outs- anything outside of that, you risk, um, you know, um, thinking about things that you really can't control. And I, you know, it's um, I go back to last week. You know, coming off the the bye, you know, we we really attacked it. There were some days I felt were, hey, you know, everyone's in it, man. Everyone's trying. It just doesn't feel like we're we're there yet, based upon where we were in that two-week stretch, West Virginia, BYU, prior to the bye. That was about as um, about a good a rhythm as I can remember. Probably go back for me in 2019. And so, um, you know, we did not have that last week. We were trying to get it. I don't think it was any fault of anyone. I think, if anything, it was my fault for, you know, how we – the time off probably we gave for the bye week. And so, you know, it got better as the week went on. But – that feeling of like, hey man, everyone's trying. We're a little bit disconnected. I felt in the first half of the game we just played, and so I, th- I think the ability to play, um, each you know to play each day to its and bring our best, bring our standard. You know, it's crazy how a lot of stuff will come to you if that's the case. Dave, you guys have shut down two really good backs the last couple games. What what's happening there with the run defense? I think the D line. And you know, I give um, you know Meatball. I give Dennis Johnson a lot of. Um, a lot of credit. I think it's been it's been a journey for him. And then um, you know, Ron Roberts has done a great job. You know, I've learned so much from Ron and um Ron's kind of taking you know, it's hard to be um it's probably hard just from you know, it's it's hard to be a defensive coordinator probably when, you know, the head coach is a defensive guy. And so Ron has done that, you know, um, has handled all that amazingly. 
and we're blessed to have both those guys. And they have grinded um, along with uh, our players, you know, just taking on a different job description, man, changes, um, difficult, especially when, you know, you're pass rushing um, to play the run, and now you play the run to get the opportunity to rush the passer. I think that's a big change. There's a lot inherent in, in all that, and uh, the buy-in, the work, the grinding has got it to where, you know, we're winning the last scrimmage.